Are you an ambitious, driven entrepreneur starting to feel overwhelmed, maybe a little trapped by your business? Well, I have a solution for you. It is the five-day bottleneck to breakthrough challenge, where in an hour a day, we will give you the roadmap, the blueprint, the treasure map to where you can find yourself with more free time, more freedom of money, and a more valuable business. Hope to see you soon www.bottlenecktobreakthrough.com. Hello, are you an ambitious entrepreneur serious about growing your wealth? You're in the right place. Today, we're going to talk to Monique Bryan. She is a personal branding expert, and she is going to bring the tips today. So many great tips about showing up authentically, where to show up, how to show up. Why do you need to do personal branding? And her energy is out of control. You need to join us on this today's The Real Bottom Line. Enjoy. This is The Real Bottom Line, where we tell entrepreneurial stories about true grit and perseverance from frontline business owners themselves. Now, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to The Real Bottom Line. Today, my guest is Monique Bryan, a personal branding expert. Welcome, Monique. Hello, hello. Hey, Wendy. Thank you so much for having me. I am super thrilled because I think this topic is misunderstood about personal branding. I would I would tend to agree. I would tend to agree. I, I think most people don't know what it is, one, and two, think it doesn't apply to them. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you just answered my first two questions. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> let's go. I, I really want to understand because you have a fascinating past, Monique. Like the stuff you've done is so cool. Yes, uh, thank you for talking to me today. Um, what? Tell me your journey to this place where you are helping the you know women entrepreneurs with their personal branding. How did you get here? Well, thank you. I, I, I do think it's my past is quite layered. It is quite layered. So thank you for noticing. <laughs> Um, so my background is in fashion design and product development. That is something that I had been pursuing since I could hold a pencil in my hand. I said, I am going to be the next Jeannie Becker slash, you know, Christian Dior on the runway and interviewing at the same time. And so I went to school for design and I got, I got to study in London. I got to study in Toronto. It was it was all the things, all the things dreams are made of. However, I learned very quickly that um, Canada as an industry doesn't give the same type of investment or attention to fashion as it does in the rest of the world. So oh, really? very early on, my dreams were a little, started to like shrivel. I was like, I'm not gonna be a runway designer. Um, but this is all, this was all perfect. It was, that was not my journey. That was not what it was meant to be. So. Um, I learned very quickly that I was more interested in making money than making like <laughs> making runway. So I, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so I um I got you know I went in I started working for a uh, national retailer. I be I moved out quickly. I became the head of product, which uh you know afforded me opportunities to travel across Asia and learn really what it means to manufacture a product. And while I was doing that, I got really sick and tired of clothing, and I said. I can do this better than my boss. I'm going to, I'm going to make jewelry, whatever. That's just, that's where my brain went. I think I, I was, I was really inspired by India when I went there and it was just, it totally blew my mind. And I was like, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. 
So I, you know, I left a six-figure income to start a jewelry business. I did that for six years, fell out of love with that. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I've gotten it wrong. And while I was pursuing, like back then, back in like, I think like 2009, there wasn't that many entrepreneurial, like, opportunities like there just wasn't like all of these programs they have now so i'm like learning trial and error and while i'm doing this i'm networking to death and i meet all these other entrepreneurs and they're like how did you learn all of this and i'm like i do nothing but try to learn how to be better and how to do this without spending my last dime that i have and i found there was a real need for it people just didn't know what i had already gathered so i decided i don't want to be a jewelry designer i'm going to be a coach for people who want to build products yay so I joined a startup. <laughs> I did that for a while. We made lots of money, lost lots of money. I was like, I don't want to work for a startup. This is insane. And while I was doing that, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get a regular job and cut this out. And so that's what I did. I left my business partner and I was like, I'm just going to get a regular job and have a moment, get married, live the life. And three months into that job, one, I hated it because I wasn't now meant to work for any other human you're, being. Uh, you're now unemployable, right? Right. Totally. Like you're everything your boss does. You're like, why are you doing that? It's so wrong. Right? Like you're just totally on a soapbox. So differently. <laughs> like, what is this? Nine to five. What are you crazy? Why do I have to be there at nine? Did it change at 10? Like I just, I was the worst. <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. You don't need to have lunch at 12. I eat at one, you know, like that's, that's where my mentality was. But what ended up happening was I actually was diagnosed with cancer mm. uh, three months on the anniversary of my three months probation at that job. And I was 35, 36. I think I just turned 36 and I was obviously shook to the core because I, I had, I was clear. I was the healthiest person I knew. I was like, this is a mistake. You're crazy. I'm fine. Turns out they were right, I was wrong, but I am very lucky to say that I am four years cancer-free and wah, wah, very, it, it, it literally like lit this fire under me and gave me so much clarity, which that's what happens, right? Yeah. Something life-threatening happens, you're like, whoa, I don't have all the time in the world, maybe. What have I been doing? Okay, let me go and go full speed ahead into my own business. I literally launched my business from my sick bed. I was just like, I am not wasting any time. I'm going to go help women in business. It wasn't in personal branding at the time. I didn't even know what personal branding was. I just okay. knew I knew how to help in business. So I did that. And while I was in recovery and it gave me all the energy I needed to like get better, which I'm very grateful for. And while I was doing this, trying all the things, which is what we do when we start new, we try everything we can think of exhausting myself this is me in remission exhausting myself more like i had good sense and i went to dinner with a friend and she's like i'm telling her about my next big thing i'm going to do in the business and she's like can you do me a favor and i was like what's that and she's like can you just own the personal branding space and just cut out all these other things you're doing because everyone else seems to know that's what you do and that's what you teach except for yourself and i was like oh oh okay and then I started Googling, what is personal branding? What is it that I'm doing? And I didn't realize at the time that all of the things I'd been learning in my life around personal style and how you show up, presentation, photography, video, media, um, written communication, all those things I was trained for and I was using in my business were the pieces that were a part of me. Yeah. 
And I was like, oh, I got it now. And I was wondering why it was that so many women who gravitated towards me were the women who didn't, they had amazing expertise, mm-hmm. amazing stories, but had zero idea how to get it out there. And they would come to me and within one conversation, I'd be like, oh, this is your story. This is how you would say it. Here's your emotional component. Let's boom, let's go do it. We're going to style it all up. You know, we got to fix the hair. We got to do some photography. You know, we got to figure out why is it you're mumbling on social media. It's okay. You're shy. I got you. And that is where I like, thank goodness I had a friend to say that to me, right? Because we don't always get someone who's like going to like shine a truth light on you. (laughs) I think you would have gotten there, Monique. It just might have taken longer. Yeah, and there's no time to waste, Wendy. No there was time, no time to, waste. to waste. So that's the long road to the where we are in this moment in time. I love it. I love how when people get to that place, what is it, igamnami or something, where all the things they've ever done overlap into the right thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah, there's a Japanese thing where all the circles cover each other anyway um but you're there which is amazing and so I think that through that journey like I am excited that you have a global approach as well because you're seeing things that other people would never have seen just by virtue of where you've been I and I I think that's like I think that's just what's so unique about all of our stories right like it's no one, no matter what industry we're in, no matter what title we give ourselves, every single one of us has a unique journey that no one else can duplicate. It's impossible, right? So that's why I love it so much because everyone is like, I don't know if I have a story. I don't know what's interesting about me. I don't know. It's like the fact that you are standing here at your whatever age tells me you've got a bank of stories that we can use for marketing that you don't even know yet that we can tap into because you've lived your life. It's amazing. Okay. So let's go back to some comments you said at the beginning. What is personal branding? How do you define it? I define it. I think it was, was it um, Jeff Bezos who said, it's what people are saying about you when you are not in the room. That is your personal brand. Because we can be out here talking, talking, talking about what we do and who we serve and how amazing we are and whatever. But when we're not in the room, when people are having conversations and personal branding comes up or finance comes up, whose name follows? That is your brand. When they think of, I always like to say, I work for testimonials because I want people to be, when they're having a conversation, I want the conversation to be like, oh my God, that's so much. It was so amazing working with Monique and her energy was all this. And I left feeling like X, Y, and Z, like that's your personal brand because you can't do anything about that once it's in the ether, right? Like everyone's already talking about it, right? And there are ways to control it. That's where I was going next, yes. Yes, there are ways to control it, but you've got to know there's a game being played whether or not you've chosen to participate. Now there's something interesting and juicy, Monique. You use juicy a lot. She's using my words. Those are my brand words. Okay. So <laughs> um, what was that you just said there? That um, that you're pl- whether or not you choose to participate, there's yeah. a game being played. Okay, go riff on that for me, please. Okay, so I'm very big on curating your online presence. More people will meet us online than they will ever meet us in person, especially today. Ain't no one going, nobody wants to go anywhere, right? So it's our job to, 
like, especially as we have new careers, new, new titles, we pursue new things. It's our job to constantly audit our online presence. So I mean like Googling yourself. Have we, a lot of people don't Google themselves. Go Google yourself and see what comes up. You'd be very surprised. And I'm talking like the content and the images. There was this time I Googled long ago and I didn't realize someone had tagged me in a photo from like, oh my God, I'm talking like 2008. And I'm, I have to say it was a bad photo, but it was just not presentation. Monique is now a professional photo because it was at a bachelorette party. Right. That was not a tag that I wanted out in the ether. And then I didn't even know what Facebook was most of the time anyways. But knowing that I knew to now put all my security settings where you cannot tag me. Mm-hmm. I have to approve every single picture that has my name attached to it. And I think everyone should do that because people love to document and they should. They document the family picnic. They document the time they saw you. But if you are not loving how you're presented in that photo, it might not even be as, you know, at a bachelorette party. It could be anything where you're just like, I hate how my hair looks there. Or I just feel like that's not a great representation of who I am today because it was so long ago. Making sure people can't tag you is one way to make sure you're curating your online presence. Yeah, that, well, that is a fantastic tip. Now let's go into your next thing you said. Who needs it? Does Do all entrepreneurs need personal branding? 110%, 100%. Because now more than ever, people wanna know who they're buying from. Mm. Nobody, it's faceless brands, those, those days are over. Especially in cancel culture where we're at right now. Everything is, who am I giving my money to and who am I aligning my values with? Who am I endorsing? Because it says a lot about you for the products you buy, who you um, interview even, who interviews you. And you don't always know this person's like all their values and all their story. But now more than ever, it's important that you do that research. Before I go on any podcasts or interviews, I make sure I do a deep dive. I don't need any surprises. I don't need any surprises, right? Like, I don't know if you know the story with Rachel Hollis and all of her online foolishness that she double downed on. She just didn't learn from her first mistake. What was her first mistake? Her, uh, well, her first one was talking about how she doesn't want to be like everybody else. And, you know, she was talking about her cleaning lady that will cleans her toilets. Like she was basically saying she doesn't want to be relatable when she has built an entire business on being relatable. The books we like we bought, I bought her book, the books. I mean, I didn't love it, but I was like, people love Rachel Hollis. I've heard her on interviews. She has big events. People pay like all her success was built from the pockets of women who believed in her and her message. Now think how duped you feel after she's like, I don't wanna be like all of you guys. I worked hard for the how I do it. You guys need to step up your game. I'm paraphrasing, right? But that's the thing, people don't wanna end up in that boat. They, they don't wanna be like, oh my gosh, I bought her books. I've been talking about her, endorsing her and look who she is. She's not who I thought she was. So there was, uh, there's dissonance between the brand she had in the market and how she was personally that, seeped out through social exactly and she wasn't even a face behind a brand she was the brand right right you have a responsibility now that you are out here to make sure that your values are aligned with the what is coming out of your mouth yeah right that's all we have to go on 
right? So as a business owner, and even not, even if you're not a business owner, even if you are working at a company, you know, the companies are looking you up, they're looking up your social, you know, they're making sure they're not hiring some crazy person who's going to give them a hard time. You know how hard it is to fire somebody? My friend works in HR. She tells me this all the time. She's like, Monique, it's like impossible to fire anyone nowadays. <laughs> so they got to be super diligent before they bring people on. So you want to be, and the other thing too, I'll say is besides the, all the bad things that could happen if you're not, you know, being who you say you are, it also gives you um, an advantage to be that personal brand for that company, for your, for your business, because what's going to have someone choose you over someone else? Like a lot of the times it's going to be your, your, either your reputation online, you know, someone referred you, but sometimes people just look at people and you're like, you're my person. I like you. You know, I could have hired that other personal branding coach, but I like you. I think we could have coffee together. Secretly, Monique, I think we could be best friends. I'm telling you that happens so often. Mm. It's it, We want to work with people we like to be around. Yeah. Right? So it's important. It's important for the people, for you as a business owner, anything you're selling, anything you're endorsing, it's like, and it's not even just the what you do today. People remember the what you do tomorrow and the next business you do and the next business you do. So you wanna continue to be consistent in that message and the who you are as you move through this journey called life, mm. right? Like I plan to build other businesses after this. So I don't, get to be an, I don't get to be an asshole in this business and then super sweet in the next one. People, they're like, what's going on here, right? Where it can be the opposite. The, when you build an audience and a following and a reputation, in one area, these people will follow you. People will follow you to the ends of the earth mm. if they really believe in your message and who you are, which is amazing. That's yeah. the it, it's a, it's like a it's like a double edged sword though. Right? A lot of responsibility. Mm -hmm. Got to be careful still. Yeah. Uh, what is the biggest mistake you see entrepreneurs making around personal brand? It, I mean, we talked about one with Rachel Hollis about the dissonance between yeah. you know two presentations. Yeah, the in like I think people sometimes believe you have to be two different people in order to make it all work. Mm. So one, you have to be one person on the surface and one person behind the scenes, and that becomes so exhausting that you tend not to show up when that happens. So I would advise against that. What I say, that's why I talk about curating that online presence. So you don't need to be two different people, but you also don't need to share everything. We're not YouTubers. We're not vloggers. We're not, you know, Kardashian. Kim Kardashians. Exactly. Showing our every moment in time and yeah. that being the brand. And who knows? Maybe she's very much curating that. Right. Um, but we're not them. We're running a business. You know, we have services to offer. You don't need to show every nook and cranny of your life and make yourself. I like to say, don't don't share anything that you're not healed from. Don't share anything you don't want to have an online Twitter war about. If you're very passionate about your politics, your religion, I'd probably just stay away from it. Yeah. Right? Like it's if it doesn't impact and like the what you the who you serve and the what you do. Some people are very like double down on that. Not a problem. Do what feels good for you. But I know for me, like I may share one or two tidbits about what I feel about politics, maybe what I feel about COVID. And again, very touchy subject for many people, but it's my own personal feelings about them. And that doesn't impact the how I serve my clients. So I just don't talk about it. Yeah. Publicly, right? You don't need to share. Everyone has this feeling like they need to share 
every little thing or they're not being authentic. Yeah. And I heard this great thing that Seth Godin had said. He was like, it's not about being authentic. It's about being a professional. Ooh. And that hit me to the core. I was like that, Seth, that right there. All and back down to the God, Seth Godin. That's it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's yeah. so like unapologetic about it. It's just like, come on, guys. I know. We're I not know. YouTube. We're not YouTubers. <laughs> professional <laughs> it up. Okay. <laughs> I just loved, I love, love, love that he said that. I was like, that's it. That's what I want everyone. When we think about brand, think about the professional you and that's what we're putting out here. You can share personal stuff. People do want to know, you know, you know, what's going on with you. Like I share, there's a lot of stuff I share and people think as much as I share, there's a lot I don't share. Right. And they'd never know. Like you'll never see, like my husband, he is anti-social media, anti-Instagram, anti-take my picture without me knowing. He's like, don't even. And I'm like, you know, I make a lot, I get a lot more followers if I could put my hot husband on here. I'm just saying, I tell him this. I'm like, this is really for the family. He doesn't care. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I try to tell him. I say this on the podcast all the time. I was like, ladies, I would get a lot more followers if I, they're like, I know we saw a sneak peek. I'm like, he won't let me. You're not going to see him. You'll see him on an anniversary picture that's celebratory or some birthday, but you're not going to see him. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's a, that's a choice. Mm-hmm. Might have to pay him more, Monique. Maybe that's what it is. He's holding out something, something. Ah. I'm working. I'm working on it. I just feel like he should contribute to the, to the, to the followers. To the, you know. Well, one of the things I'd love to delve into a little bit and pulling up some of your professional past around clothes and um, how we present and what we choose to wear. Like I know, um, you know. I think about branding um, photo shoots and the difference between them, between a boring headshot or stock photography, but you'd have to, to do that really good photo shoot. You need to mm -hmm. show it up in a certain way. Talk to me a little bit about how do you help people figure that stuff out? So one of the reasons I find that brand shoots versus just going and getting a headshot, and I do believe everyone should just have a professional headshot if you don't go and put a shoot, like I think you should still have one. Yeah. Right. But one of the reasons they fall flat is because you haven't figured out the who you are as a brand and who you want to attract. Yeah. Right. So when we do brand shoots, we do a lot of upfront work before we ever snap a picture. So we find out what are your values? How do you want people to feel when they see these photos? Do you are you giving off an air of, you know, it could be fun. It could be approachable, but it also could be um, abundance, wealth, regal. We like to ask, like, if there was a celebrity that you really encompass in terms of a personality, who might that be? So it, it would be very different if someone was like, well, I want to give the air of a Michelle Obama, right? Which we're actually doing a shoot where she was like, that's that's who I want. And somebody was like, I want the Meghan Markle. You know, there's a yeah. feeling you, and there's when you say things like that, there's a feeling that's attached to it. There's a certain outfit that you would now associate with, you know, what Rihanna might wear versus what Osha Michelle Obama might wear. Nothing wrong with either one, but they're giving two completely different vibes and energies. And they're both smart, accomplished women, but present differently. A hundred percent. One's, you know, edgy, unapologetic and cool. And the other one is like, you know, n more no nonsense, little ja Jackie O-ish type of thing going on. So we, we have to like, <laughs> right. We need to like uncover these things. And some people want the opposite. They're like, I want to feel, look totally relaxed yet professional. 
-hmm. right? Like all of these, there's so many different ways you can showcase your personality, but we've got to know what the personality is before we snap a picture. Because after you do that, then you put it on your website and you're like, this doesn't feel like me. And now when it doesn't feel like you, how do you now confidently go pitch yourself? Mm. Will you hear things like, oh, I'm going to send you my website, but you know, we're still working on it. You know that? It's like, uh, Not guilty. Know, we're still, do- we're still <laughs> doing the things. It just doesn't give the other person now who wants to give hire you like that feeling that you feel confident, yeah. right? Like when people are hiring us for things, a lot of the times for in my instance, anyways, I find they're not 100% confident yet. Mm. We will get them there, but they're not confident yet. So they need to borrow it from me. Mm. They need to really see, Monique believes that what we're saying we're building together is possible. If I'm in doubt, how can I expect them to show up and do the work and really feel and believe me? They can't right? People borrow our confidence. They borrow our energy when they don't have it. Like if there's any coaches who are listening, we know that, right? Like your clients will show up and be like, my life's falling apart and all the kids are home and I hate my husband and the dog's sick and all the things are happening. This is like a daily, right? Like this is always happening. You don't get to be like, oh my God, girl, you're so right. I know the world's crashing and down and burning around us. No, it's your job to bring them up to take them out of that as soon as possible so they can now go and pursue the things that they are dreaming to do. They are not their circumstance. We gotta pull people out of those places. That's our responsibility as the leader. Do you feel like your entire life is about reaching the pinnacle of business success? Solid referrals, a steady stream of leads in the pipeline, profit year after year. But what's next for you? Are you going to keep working hard, hoping that the money will magically start multiplying in ways that you don't even know about now? Maybe you'll pick up an investment property or two to add to your portfolio. Can you even retire? Can you step back or step away or exit completely and not lose everything you've built? If you don't have the answers to these questions, you are not alone. This is exactly why I created the Total Wealth Accelerator, a program designed specifically to show you the successful business owner how to build your own private wealth portfolio. Because there's more to you than your business, and there should be more to your wealth than what you make from the business you've created. I want to show you how. Go to the Total Wealth Accelerator now to learn more. That's TotalWealthAccelerator.com. How do you maintain your energy, Monique? Like, do you have rituals you do? Is Caffeine there a and magic drugs. shake? <laughs> Caffeine, drugs, B12 shots. Yeah. Um, All the the good things. (laughs) No, um, I actually, that's a very good, so caffeine was a big one, which isn't my highest recommendation because they're, you know, we all know the crashes that are associated with too much caffeine. Absolutely. Um, But one of the things, I get a lot of my energy actually from doing things like this from my clients. And one of the other things I do, which is really meta, which is um, I go back and I watch some of my best videos, interviews, and episodes. I'm sometimes- I don't myself at all. How do you do that? Oh my gosh. You need to go back because some, one of the things when you're just having conversation and talking, you say so many gems that you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so smart. (laughs) It happens. I'm like, why am I creating? 
creating new content. Look at all these juicy things I said for the entire month of, you know, October. So I find I get a lot of energy and not everyone's like this. I'm an extrovert. I get my energy from people. So, you know, being in lockdown and stuff is not, you know, is not great for Monique's spirit, period. But I definitely I have a weekly group um, that I coach. I get a ton of energy from them every single Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Um, And what's also interesting about energy that I've discovered is you actually can fake your way into an energetic state. Okay. So just like how, you know, they had that, that experiment where they had people put like a pen between their teeth where it made them smile. And even though they're not really smiling, it's like they're holding it like this. It tricks your mind. They don't, your mind doesn't know any different. Mm -hmm. Right. So I actually recommend people to do this um, when they're like, no, I'm totally down and out. This isn't going to happen. It works. So when I'm about to go live, when I'm about to do my podcast or do interview, like I really hype myself up for because this comes back to the professionalism. Right. No matter how I may be feeling on that day. I go live every Monday on Instagram, which I then repurpose those episodes onto the podcast. I don't get to be Debbie Downer on those days. And even if I'm feeling that, and what I found was really interesting is you actually can fake your way into bringing your energy up because even though you started faking it, I tell, I'm telling you within the first 10, five, 10 minutes, I put on music. I do a little dance party. I do it live on the video and it's just like, uh, let's get into it guys. It's Monday. I wasn't feeling it, but I'm feeling you guys now. I'm feeling it. And people start commenting. I do something completely silly and ridiculous. I'm sure I laugh at myself. I've knocked over a tripod in the middle of it a few times, all kinds of shenanigans. And within like five to 10 minutes, I'm back to, I'm back to me. Yeah. So I really do feel like it's not all the time you can't do it all the time. I don't recommend it all the time. We're not, we're no, we're not crazy, you know, but there are times when you can manufacture it for yourself to be present for something. And it always will boost your mood, no matter what, it'll boost your mood, even temporarily. I love that. One of my uh, last questions before I open it up is I noticed that you do retreats and it's an interesting business strategy. And I'd love to know why and what does it do? Well, we're doing our, so we've done like some mini like workshops and things like this, but we were doing our very first big um, international (laughs) um, personal branding and business retreat in November. We're doing it in Miami. And one of the, I've always wanted to do an immersive experience. One thing I've learned from all the retreats and conferences I've been to is when you get like-minded people in a space like magic happens every time. It is very difficult to learn what you need to learn and retain it and action it when you go to just a workshop or even like this online learning is killing me. Just, I can't take it. But the in-person, when you get to connect with other people, that's a big thing that's missing right now. We want to connect, not even, not like this, like in person where you're having, you know, inside jokes and moments, you have people who are directing your journey. So you're not sitting there trying to figure it on out on your own. And when you're doing our retreat, it's called momentum. It's about people who want to step into the spotlight. Maybe they're offering something new in their business. Maybe they're looking to be in media. They want media training. We're bringing in people who are like, how do you actually 
like we were talking about the energy, how do you make sure when you come on video or you do get the opportunity to be on a podcast, how do you now convert that to bring that audience over to your audience? How do we build out this brand? How do we maintain this brand? What are the hell are we doing on social media despite the platform? I refuse to be a slave to whichever platform is hot at the time. I am finished with that. Okay, Instagram, I'm done, finished. There are things we can do and we're bringing in some really juicy experts to make all of that happen. But the idea of going away, taking yourself out of your normal environment where there's so many distractions, laundry, dishes, children, dogs, and making sure it's just about you for three and a half days, it's you, your business, your goals, transforms, scales, and expands like nobody's business. So that's why we're doing it. Um, COVID be damned. It's all happening. And I have to say, like we're doing it in Miami. We, we did a site visit in November in Miami. And I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but I swear I was in a different world. Like, yes, there were people wearing masks, but it was so freeing. It was just like, I don't know where I am, but I feel like COVID hasn't even happened. And everybody is just like living their best life over here. I was like, please, can I move here? So that's where we decided to do it. Short flight away from anyone who lives in Canada. And um, we couldn't be more excited. That is thrilling. And it is an interesting way to actually, yeah, the experiential part, we must, I think all of us are a little low on that quotient right now, for sure. Yeah. I'm going to open it up for questions, Monique. So first question on the floor is going to Melanie Little. Go, Melanie who is also Hi. the owner of a startup. I am, yeah. It's like, ooh, startup. Oh, oh, where to start? First, thank you, uh, Monique, uh, for sharing so many tips. Just, I've, I've got pages of notes, so I really appreciate it. I love it. it. Oh, I can tell. And the second thank you is for your energy and just such an appreciation for you as a, genuinely enthusiastic person. I can tell you love what you do and how psyched you are. So I know it's that you've lifted my energy too. So I- Yay, she borrowed it, everybody. She borrowed it. Take that with you for the rest of the week. Yeah, it's great. I think it will last for the rest of the week. (laughs) Um, So I guess uh, for me, there are many questions. I don't want to hog the time. So a lot of times, so I am a startup founder. We are developing a brand. But as a startup founder, I'm the CEO, um, I'm still the face of the brand. So in the beginning, it was all, it was Melanie. We're at the point now where we've got people know V-Life before Melanie, which is great. Um, so that's really good. We're gaining a lot of traction in that way. At the same time, time is very limited as a startup founder. Boo-hoo, same old crying story that we hear all the time. But I am mindful that my personal brand is important. So I'm interested Given that context, what is the balance to strike? I'm, I, uh, I'm a social introvert and I got back actively into social media for the business. So I have my Facebook page is all more geared towards business. And, but I've never been, I, I share political uh, things that I'm passionate about that are also aligned with my brand. And okay. so I, I do that. Um, that kind of thing, but I'm, I'm curious to know what the balance is given my particular situation. I realized I don't want to put you on the spot between what to share personally and how much and where. Right? So nice like question, Melanie. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, 
full of those light questions. One one thing I will say is the rule I use for what to share is don't put anything on social media you wouldn't put on a billboard. That's one. Where to share it really depends. So you have an app that I assume you really don't want, I don't know, don't want to necessarily be the face. You want it very much to be about the app and the thing that it does, right? And while that's happening, at some point, someone's going to look up who invented this app. So they're going to go back and they're going to go look up Melanie. Mm -hmm. So what I like to say is you can, when you have a brand that's you're really trying to remove yourself from, like we can never really 100% remove ourselves because everyone's going to do a deep dive. So I like to say, have your personal brand that like have all of your social channels professional. You've got your headshot, your bio, the founder of all of those, those things are there. And don't share, like, like you were saying, the things that you're sharing are aligned with your brand. I wouldn't share things that could be controversial that are not aligned with your brand, which you seem to already understand. So you're good there. The where to share, I would really focus on it, the goals of the brand itself for the app, right? Because this is the thing we're trying to grow, right? So making sure that mission, those brand pillars, the who you are as a what you share as an app, like what you believe in um, is always front and center. And the where you share it is depending on who you're trying to attract. Where are those people hanging out? That's the where you share it. Everything else that you share anywhere else is just, you know, bonus and it will show up on Google somewhere. Someone could always find it. But I always like to focus on the what are we who are we trying to attract with the thing that is at the forefront right now? right especially so if you're trying to get investors right now in your app and things like that they're always going to look up who's the team what are their credentials and are they doing anything crazy online that's going to make us look bad for giving them any money right and if that's not the case great now we're looking at okay we look at the app does it work does it do all the things it's supposed to do is it something that the you know general the people they're targeting are going to be interested in and i don't know what the app is but you know is it there's the functionality of it and then there's I like to say there's, you know, everything needs to be a little bit sexy. So what is that thing? And juicy. And juicy. juicy, right? Like what's that? What are they doing brand wise that is drawing in some type, some type of attraction that's different from what we're seeing already? Because it's all about how do we grab attention? Absolutely. We're all in that business, right? As Gary Vee would say, that's the business we're in. Awesome. Does Thank that, you. does that help you? On so many levels. It reassures okay. me on the things I'm doing well. I, I thought perhaps I should be sharing more, but I feel like I still need to, I think it's more frequency thing for me and, mm-hmm. and that's a capacity thing. So thank you so much. Yeah, I would focus on the brand, the app as the brand, like in the things that that's sharing, um, almost like it's a, like it's a, like it's a person, mm-hmm. right? Like it's its own entity. So at some point, it won't matter that Melanie is the one behind this brand because it's got its own, it's got its own life. Yeah. Love it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Awesome. Nicole or Karen? No. Okay. Okay. Uh, Come on out. I do. It's a funny question though, because everyone's already said all the amazing things, but Monique, I think you're wonderful. I love all of your helpful advice. I'm curious if the pictures behind you are your hot husband that you're sneaking him into podcast interviews. <laughs> No, I'm not allowed. No, Karen, I'm not allowed. He would not even the sneak attack. I can't even get the sneak attack in. Trust me. I am very, I'm doing all the stealth things. He's too smart for me. 
I love that you respect each other enough though to, I'm totally single, have been for 10 years. So to find a partner that you respect each other enough to um, have those boundaries is incredible. So kudos to you guys. Oh, thank you. Without, it's just like, you know, when Robert's talking about, you got to understand your brand. It's like, you got to understand the partnership you're in. And when he gives it more, is it, how much more important is it that he helps you with your Instagram versus, you know, be your best friend and rock in your entire life? I'll take that one. Fine. Yeah. I might have to find a surrogate just for the gram, but I'm willing to do that <laughs> in order to make him happy. You find another good one. Can you send him to Nova Scotia, please? I absolutely will. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Monique, is there anything I haven't asked you about branding that you think would be a wonderful final comment hmm what i will say i think you know i do love that that robert had mentioned you know you have to understand your brand in order to brand yourself and if you don't know how to do that please just get help like don't there is definitely i do a lot of free training i've got a lot of tips tools and you know podcasts a lot of things i can give people to get started but if you value your time just you know get a consultation it doesn't whether it's for me or somebody else like get it handled and flushed out so you can now go and just execute and serve which is what we're here to do well and i also look at um you it's almost comes down to what happened to you monique your friend saw what you couldn't and that's, that's what a branding right. expert will do is see what you can't um and be able to pull that out so how do people get a hold of you monique well, I'm always on Instagram and um, you can come come over to my website. It's moniquebryant.com. Um, I do brand clarity calls where you can, you know, you fill out all the things I need to know about you. You can get on a call and find out even just where you should head next or if we're a good fit or, you know, all of that stuff. It's really to, to just get the clarity on what to do. Um, you can also check out the podcast. It's called The Juicy CEO. Um, we're very excited. We're headed into almost our 70, 70th episode. I'm so proud of myself because um, it took forever for me to launch it. And I was so, <laughs> everyone, you know how much work a podcast is? You know, right? You're like, ah. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and those are the two places you can find me the best. That's yeah. Awesome. Well, I really thank you so much um, for coming today. And I think the real bottom line today is be authentic, but in a professional way. Thank you for listening to The Real Bottom Line. This show is produced by Black Star Wealth. Executive producer, Wendy Brookhouse. To learn more about the show or to contact us, go to blackstarwealth.com.